Church, can we put our hands together for moms everywhere? Come on, that's not enough. Is that all you're grateful for, your mamas and your wives and the future mamas in the house? We're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful. And I just want to tell you on behalf of uh, everyone that is here and everyone that calls themselves a four-pointer, we honor you ladies today. Uh, we love you more than words can describe. And that video really is true, isn't it? They're superheroes. They're amazing. And they're asked to do so much and so forgotten so often. And so we honor you today and we love you guys so much. Um, today, I'm um, a little bit more excited than normal. And the reason for my excitement is I get the opportunity to, um, to talk about guest speakers every once in a while. And I love doing that because um, at Four Points, we believe in the culture of honor. Um, honor is looking at someone and considering them worthy, considering them worthy of the love of God, considering them worthy of our affection and kindness down, up, and sideways. And so we show honor to everyone. We don't show honor to one person. We show honor to everyone. And so I love to honor guests that come in to speak. But this particular guest that is coming today is my favorite one that we've ever had. Um, she is the person that I get to hang out with every day. She's the person that I get to uh, to share a house with, to share a bed with, to share life with, and I love her so much. And I just want to tell you a couple quick things about Leah. Um, on July 27th, 1997, Leah said yes, that she would go on a date with me for the very first time on October the 13th. Come on, somebody. That was a good day for me. I don't know about you, but that was a good day for me. On October 13th of 2000, she said yes, and let me put a ring on it. Come on, somebody. And on... August the 4th, 2001, she became my wife, my helpmate, and my love, and she is literally the best woman that I know. We fight. We fought yesterday. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. We have a real life, and we do our thing, and we go through life, and it's hard sometimes, but she's patient. She's loving. She's kind. She's compassionate, and I couldn't think of a better gift that I could give y'all than to let a mother address mothers, and dads, this is going to be for you too, but I'm going to ask y'all to stand to your feet and to honor Leah, as she comes up here, not because she's my wife, but because you're going to lean in for the word and because we show honor to people. And so if y'all will, as Leah comes up, the woman that I love, but my friend and helpmate Leah, as she comes up, y'all just give her a hand and stand to your feet. I love you. My favorite. <laughs> Thank you. No. Ladies, if you know, you just got to give me one second because I got to get my stuff all set up here. I'm not like Pastor P, who I think is the best pastor, let's say, ever in the history of man. Uh, but I got to get my stuff set up, so just give me one second. Um, well, good morning. morning. Hey, I just want to say, if we can't get excited about that last song, uh, I don't know. I don't know what is because as moms... And hold on, hold on, men, just wait a second, just kind of sit there in your seat for a little while. That's what we want to be for our children. We want to be slow to anger, rich in love, compassionate. But we forget the last part, that God is with us and that he is all those things. And we don't have to be and try to be those things. He is those things. He is all of those things. So if you're struggling this morning 
like, you just don't know what the Sunday I had this morning. I had to drag my kids, and they were going crazy. I felt like they were all demon-possessed, and they just needed just somebody to pray over them because it took us a lot to get here this morning. You just don't even know. Yes, believe me, I do know. I do know. But to know that you don't have to be all of that. He is that for you. And just allow him to be that this morning. But just thank you for the opportunity to come and just to speak to you this morning. Um, just a little bit about myself. I guess I'm more so in the kids' area, so I don't really get to come and um, be with you all, which is very exciting this morning. Um, and also, a little intimidating. I am really comfortable in front of children. <laughs> you guys are a little different. <laughs> You're a little bit bigger. Um, but I just want to show you a little bit about our life. We are real. We have two kids, house, dog and a half. Three cars, I mean, you know, we, but we are just normal people, and we do have a calling on our lives, but you all have a calling on your lives as well. Um, our calling is different, but we are all coming together knowing that life is real, and struggles are real, and I am up here telling you what God is doing in my life, but I am not perfect. I had to be reminded of it yesterday, uh, about how great my God is, and that's what I want to come to share with you this morning. And I do want to say Happy Mother's Day, and I do want to honor those that have uh, mothers, lost a mother, who this is your first Mother's Day without a child. Um, you're not able to have children. Um, you have a split family. You are at odds with your mom. You may not know who your mother is. And I just want to challenge you to lean in today because this is not just for mothers. It's for all of us, but it's for all of those that are just struggling. And to know that we don't just honor mothers, we honor all of you because, hey, we're all in God's family. He's all clothed us with his honor and his righteousness and his glory. And if we believe in him, he already has that in us because we were created by him. So if we say yes to him today, and those of you that, many of you that have said yes to him in the past, you continue to say yes to them and you are a part of his family. And he is your father, and he is your mother, and he is everything that you can possibly ever imagine, hope for, dream for. Just look to him. But I definitely want to honor our mothers today. Thank you for the countless hours that you spend on your knees, on your feet, working with your hands, working with your voice, and please just listen to me today. You know, we all, I just want to honor you today because I understand, I do understand the struggle. Um, speaking of that, I just want to let you know, kids say the funniest things, and you probably already know this, but kids say the funniest things. Um, a friend of mine, uh, we have a sister church in um, kind of in the Seneca area, and he is over like a small group of boys. Oh, here we go, boys. Uh, I have a small group of boys, and they were getting ready to talk about kind of what we were talking about today, and um, with the Moses, and he went to Midian when he fled, and I'm going to tell you a little more about that story in just a minute. And he has all these boys sitting down, you know, in front of him. And he's like, this is going to be really good, you know. So he, he comes and he sits down. All the little boys are around him. And he, he said, okay, guys, so tell me the three people that were uh, around with Moses. The Egyptians, and we had the people of Ai. And then he was waiting on somebody to say the last group of people. And this little boy raises his hand. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. This is, this is good. And, the, and he says, oh, this is going to be great. He's, he's, he's going to know that it's the Midianites. And the little boy raises his hand and he goes, oh, yes, I know, I know. So he calls up and he says, it was the Miller Lights. That's who it was. <laughs> and, and he went, um, no, but that's a 
to encourage. You want to encourage them. But no, quite not in the Miller Lights. But I want to tell you, we do love on your children back there. And we do teach them Jesus. Um, but you know what? Hey, whatever comes out of their mouth, we're not responsible for it. <laughs> Let's just let you know. Uh, but I do have two kids of my own. I have a seven-year-old. I have a four-year-old son. And I have to show you this picture. This is Lainey. Uh, yeah. Let's just sums it up right there. So we're seven going on 17. Anybody testify? Let me see your hand. 17. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, she is Miss Diva. Now, she does not know that I'm doing this, so nobody tell her. She'll be really mad at me. She'll be super embarrassed. That's wonderful. You can tell her if you want to. I tell my children all the time, I will embarrass you when you're older. You just wait. I'm going to embarrass you, and it's going to be so fun. <laughs> so just wait on it. But this is her. She likes to take pictures and selfies when I'm not looking on my phone, and then they just magically appear, and, you know, like she doesn't know what she's doing, but I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so um, this is her, and uh, our mornings are just the most glorious, peaceful, just God-filled. I mean, just, oh, just come to our house in the morning, and you will get filled with the Holy Spirit. Not. <laughs> because it is the time when we wake up, and then Mama and Lainey just butt heads. I'm telling you, you will go from everything from what you're going to wear to I don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast. I don't know. I don't want orange juice today. I'm like, just please make a decision. And so I'm telling her things, of course, to do. You might want to wear a jacket today. It might be cold. But why? I don't want to take that jacket. And sometimes I just feel like saying, would you just say, okay. Just say, okay. Life would be so much easier for you if you just say, okay. Okay, mommy. I tell her sometimes, Lainey, if you would just say, okay, mommy, that sounds good. I think I might faint in the floor. I really think that I might fall out. If you would just say, okay, life would be so much easier for you. I am not too far removed from that. And I do know what it's like to be a child. Maybe sometimes. But I do know what it's like. And I'm just trying to help you. Well, we're probably getting to that age now where mommy's just not cool. We're just not, we're just not cool, and we don't know anything, and it's like we were just all of a sudden brought to this earth, and we have never been through a thing, and our kids just think we are the dumbest things that ever walked this earth. No, I kind of know what you need, and so I thought of this message and the title of it, and sometimes I just want to say, it's because I said so, and that's why you're going to do it, and I'm not going to give any explanations because I said so, so... <laughs> Sometimes I just felt like that's what I want to say because I said so, and that's what you're going to do. But how many times have we turned that around to ourselves and said, yeah, it's because I said so. I don't really know going through this life if I'm necessarily qualified to do what God wants me to do, or I don't know what the next season of my life is going to look like, or I'm just feeling stuck, literally. I just, I just feel like I go through the same thing over and over and over every single day, and I just don't know what my next step is. I don't really feel like qualified to do this mom thing. Um, for those of you that I know, some of you are ready to have a second child. I don't know if I can handle two kids. But you know that verse in the Bible that says, God can't give you more than you can handle? No. He's going to allow you to handle it. He's going to equip you for that. So don't worry. He's going to equip you for it. If he's called you to it, he's going to see you through it. 
And so, look, before we get started today, I just want to pray, and um, we're going to take a little trip here in Exodus and look at Moses' life and see how that relates to us today. So let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to have to come before my church, um, my love, my passion. Thank you for the calling that you have on our lives um, to do this thing and not to do it alone, but to do it together and lock arms. And um, we just want to honor you today and uh, in turn honor our mothers and how we are valued and viewed in you. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. So I wanted to go back in Exodus and you're like, okay, this is going to be a snoozer. Going back in Exodus, I mean, whew. All right, all right, Leah, that sounds good. But I really want to encourage you to go back because the Lord kind of took me on a journey um, in a devotion time that I had in Exodus. And I was like, you know, I really kind of want to know a little bit more. So I decided to go back and read through Exodus. And uh, that had to be from the Lord because sometimes you just don't understand all that stuff in there. And I just was like, Lord, just take me on this journey through this book. So as I was going through a reading, I came to chapter 2 and 3, which is the Moses and the burning bush. And if you've ever been in church and grew up, this is a pretty famous story. And if you haven't heard it, yay, you get to hear it because it's amazing. Um, but I was going through this and I thought, I'm just going to skim through it. I don't really need to know this part. I, I've heard it a million times because I grew up in church and I knew about it. And I really just took it for granted because you know what? When I read through it, God's word is so active and alive. And that's why you need to get in God's word. Every day because he will show you something new, no matter if you've read it one time or if you've read it a thousand times. He's going to show you something. And so I just want to kind of start in the middle. And uh, let me give you a couple pieces of background. Moses was born of a Levite woman, and she saw that he was beautiful. It says in the word that she saw that he was beautiful, and she hid him away. Hid him away because the king over that region decided he was going to kill all of the boys, all of the first one boys. He was going to kill them all off. Well, who wants that? Nobody. And so um, I'm going to protect my child, and I'm going to hide him away because I feel like that this is a gift from God. You know, we have the protection over our, our children, and we hide them. But when it said in the word that she could not hide him anymore, she had to give him away. She knew that she would not be able to hide them. He would be killed unless God provided a plan. And God led her to the river, put him in a basket, and let him go. Sometimes, parents, we got to let them go. we got to take the cover of us off of them and put the cover of the Holy Spirit on them. Because we are only here and equipped for their season, and we are given the gift to lead them and to mold them through the Lord's help, but they are ultimately His. And that was something that I had to go through when, before we had Lainey, I had two miscarriages. And um, I just knew, I just knew that the Lord wanted me to have a baby but then after the first one, I was like, I don't understand, God. What are you doing? I, I had my plan. What are you going to do? Five years? Then we're going to have a kid? And then maybe another kid? This is what we're going to do. He's like, no, that's not what you're going to do. So we got through it. And then we thought, okay, let's, let's try this again. And then I had another one. I thought, Lord, I, I don't understand. I really thought that this is the plan for my life. And the Lord, he laughs at our plans because his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. I never knew that I would have the most precious gift in that diva right there that you saw. And then even another precious gift in Hasten. And I wouldn't have those today if I not. Of course we question. Of course we ask why. 
going to press on and know that it is his plan and it is good. And he is going to work things all together for my good that are called according to love him and are called according to his purpose. He's going to work them out. You just have to be faithful to that. And reminded every single day, every single minute, a second of every single day, you have to be reminded of that. Because Satan, all he wants to come and do is steal, kill, and destroy what God has set up for you. And he does have a plan for you. And so Moses grew up in Pharaoh's house, and he learned all of his ways. And he knew exactly what his heritage was. Because, by the way, God allowed his mother to nurse him and to teach him the Hebrew ways. So he had both. He had the best of both worlds. He was in, the, he was in with Pharaoh. He was actually the leader of an army. He was over a lot. Um, he was getting a lot of authority. Taken care of. Didn't have to lift a finger. Everything was done for him. He had it made. But he did know where he came from. And sometimes a lot of us need to kind of know where we came from. And know that sometimes it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be good. Because what happens next was definitely not easy, but God worked it out for good. And I just want to read to you now, um, this is Exodus 2.11. It says, you need to look this way. And then seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian. And when he grew up, I'm sorry, those were... Those were flipped. Sorry. And uh, one day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked at their burdens, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way, and then seeing that no one was there, he struck down the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. So he was reigning over his area. He saw the burden of his people. He thought he was doing the right thing. But he thought, I'm going to take this in my own hands. I'm going to do this my way. Whew, who could testify to that this morning? Do it my own way. God, why are you not doing it? Okay, you told me to cast those cares before you last week. I'm doing that. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I'm doing it. I'm trying. I'm doing what you asked me to do. There they are. You see them? Do you see them? I set them there. You told me to set them there. Okay, they're there. Do you see that, God? They're there. Okay, Lord, hey, did you see that I cast those burdens right there? Can you just do something about that, please? Oh, fine, or you're not going to do anything, so I'm going to pick them back up and I'm going to do it myself. How many of us do that every single day and we're not patient, we're not waiting on the Lord? I'm so guilty of that. I just say, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to take my own hands because this is not the timing that I want it. I want it now. And so he looked around and he saw that no one was looking and he killed him. And not only did he kill him, he covered it up in the sand and after his people saw him that he had killed the Egyptian, as it later goes on in the scripture, he fled. He ran away because he thought, they're going to kill me. My own people are disowning me now. And I don't know how many of us feel like took matter in our own hands. It's not what God wanted. Maybe it was in sin, and we tried to cover it up. And notice that he said that he covered it in the sand. And what does sand do? It's not, it doesn't stay long in its place. It gets washed by the waves. It gets blown by the wind. He is going to uncover it. The Lord's going to uncover that sin or that place in your life that he wants to work on. He wants to get it out so that he can take you to the place where he wants you to be. And he can't do that unless it's uncovered. You can't run from it. He ran from it. He ran. He ran back. Notice he ran back to the dirt. And we all come from the dirt. He was in the palace. He went back to the dirt. He went around with the sheep. I'm sure he got real tired of looking at those sheep every day. She went there could. Oh, great, here's you again. i got to go take care of you again. He got real tired. He got real tired of just having 
to do and be who Moses is supposed to be. He didn't know. What am I supposed to do? And a lot of you probably feel that way today. What am I supposed to do now? God can't use me. I messed it up. I don't know what I'm going to do. And so I just want to challenge you today, and I just want to encourage you, because what happened to Moses in this is amazing. Because he was a Midian. He was kind of traveling around. It was a normal day. And all of a sudden, he saw something that he had to turn and look at. And I want to read to you Exodus 3, 2, 3, 4. And it says, An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. He looked, and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. And Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called him to, out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. Now, he didn't live in the desert. Midian was a kind of a desert area, and it wouldn't have been uncommon for a bush to just burn up. But what caught his eyes, he was walking by, and he thought, oh, okay, that's just burning bush. But then he kind of stopped and looked and thought, why is it, what, why is it not burning up? I have to stop and see this. I have to look and see what's going on. And when the Lord saw that he looked at it and he paid attention to it, then he spoke to him. How many of us need that encouraging word today? Is that How many of us are too busy and can't pay attention to what God is telling us? Whew, me. And this reminds me of the story of Mary and Martha. You know, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha's working and taking care of the house. And men, this is for you too. How many of you are so busy in life? I got to do this. I got to get this done. I got to work with my family. I got to go home and be with my kids. I got to do this and do this. And you're like, at the end of the day, where's my time? I, I don't know where it went. And now I don't know if I have any for Jesus now. Just take time and rest because he will speak to you if you just pay attention to him. He will speak to you. And a lot of times he'll grab your attention in ways and he'll make you listen and he'll make you. And so you have to listen to me like this burning bush. You have to listen to me. And he called his name twice so you know it had to be important. Moses, Moses. And I just feel like that he began to tell Moses what he was going to do and how he was going to do it and said, I'm going to deliver my people. I'm going to take my people out from slavery. I'm going to deliver them. And I, I encourage you to keep reading in, in Exodus when you go home and read the whole story. I'm going to do all these things. He was telling him what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. And then Moses spoke back to them. <sighs> Isn't this where we mess up? We could, Moses could have said, okay, right then. He could have just said, okay, Lord, that sounds great. I'm going to do it. But nope, he had to open his mouth. <laughs> so here we go. And Moses said, I come and see that Pharaoh, you may bring my people and the children of Israel out of Egypt. I will send you. Moses went, hold up. What? Me? No. Uh-uh. I can't go back there. You don't know. My, my mother's there. I, I disowned them. I, 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 I messed up. I can't go back there. There's no way. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? I killed one of them. You don't understand. God said, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm telling you all that I'm going to do. And so then he says, he said, but I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you, and when you have bought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Everything has already happened. You are going to do this, and when you do it, you're going to serve me on this mountain. And he still 
doubted him. And then it goes on to say that um, later on, and I'll encourage you to read, then Moses was like, God, who am I to do this? And God says, but I'm with you. And then Moses was like, but uh, then he says, but I don't know. Then Moses said, but if you come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and then they ask me, what is his name? What am I going to say to them? Really? I bet the Lord's going, I'm telling you what I'm supposed to, what you're supposed to do. And then he says, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. I am. And they're going to know. They're going to know. Because they're waiting on a deliverer. They're waiting on somebody. And they're going to know that I am who I am sent you. And he says, and later on in chapter 4, I encourage you guys to read I'm not going to read it. But Moses says, well, what if they don't believe me? (laughs) And God says, I've given you my power and my staff. I've given you my power. He's given you his power. And then in verse 10 through 13, he says, but I'm not a great speaker. Lord, if you could send anybody else, please don't send me. Please don't understand. Isn't that what we tell him? Oh, Lord, please don't let me do that. Please don't make me have to go talk to that person. Please don't make me do that. That is so uncomfortable. I just don't know if I could do that. Okay, I'm just going to go. And we just shut ourselves off. Please don't make me do that, Lord. If you can send anybody else, Please, please send somebody else. And Moses said, I'll give you a helper. I'm going to give you Aaron. I'm going to give you all these things. And I feel like Moses is fighting. And all God wants him to say is, okay, okay, God, I'll do it. You've already told me what you're going to do. I'm going to worship you on this mountain when you do it. I do know that there's going to be hard times coming, but he, he did tell them there were going to be plagues. He did tell them that there was going to be resistance. He did tell them that Pharaoh was not going to say yes the first time. But some of us need all of that laid out before we actually go. And all God's doing is saying, no, you go. And then I'm going to show you what's going to happen in the middle. Just trust me. I'm going to do it. Oh, how many more times do I need a reminder of that? Every day I need a reminder of that. And, you know, we are in different places today from Mother's Day. We, we maybe are, you know, moms, you're in this season. And guys, you're in this season of life where, okay, I've said yes to the Lord. I've said yes to him. And I really want to, want to get plugged back in. I, I'm here and I'm trying and I really want to do this. And yes, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm believing that. And he's trying to tell you something to do and you're fighting him. Just say, okay, he's going to take care of you. And some of you, you may not even know what I'm talking about because you may never have said yes to Jesus. You may never have said yes to the Lord. And today is your one day. Today is your day, the day of salvation, that you get to do that and say yes to him because he has a plan for you and he loves you so much. You know what? I just feel like the Lord made me change this message and the title of it. And it's not because I said so and all the insecurities that I have and all the fear and all the anguish and all the feelings of unqualifiedness that I have. Well, I wish I was this or I wish I was a mother or I wish I was... I wish I was at uh, at peace with my mom, or I wish my mom was still here, or I wish I knew who my mother was, I I wish I still had my child, I I wish all these things. And you know what? The only hope that we have on Mother's Day and on any day is because I am said so. I am said so. That's how we know that we can have hope. 
It's because I don't find my worth in my wonderful husband. He's an amazing man of God that's growing every day. And I honor him. And thank you for saying all those wonderful things about me. But I don't find my worth in him. I did. I did. When I was growing up and we started dating, I was like, oh, he is the end all. He is all that and a bag of chips. I mean, come on. He is amazing. I got me a man. I can't find my worth in that. And you can't find your worth in what you wish you had. Because maybe you're wishing that you had somebody else's life or you're wishing, oh, she just looks like she's got it all together. No, they don't. And I don't either. <laughs> Standing up on this stage, I feel very unqualified. But God has qualified me. And it's because I am said so. And that is why I'm able to be up here and tell you the story. And you all have stories. You all have ways that, man, I just, I just don't know if I can do that, Lord. Really? You're calling me? Come on. Have you seen this? <laughs> have you seen what I can't do? And all he sees is that you can. All he sees is that you can, but don't do it in your strength. You do it in my strength because I've already done it, and I've already told you that I'm going to do it because you have been set apart. And I want to end up today with um, Psalm 139. It's probably one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And I just want you to think about wherever you are in your walk of life today, whatever you're struggling with, as a mother, as a father, as someone who wishes that they had something else or doesn't know what the next step of their life is going to be, who kind of feels stuck, uh, Lord, I know that you're trying to do something, but whew, would you really hurry up because I just really need deliverance today. It's because he has a plan for you. And before you were even thought of by your parents, whoever your parents may be, he has a hope for you. And it's Psalm 139, 14 through 16. It says, I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Your works are wonderful. Go ahead and declare him that his works are wonderful. You don't know what they are, but you know he's good. And we sing that he's a good, good father. Live it out. He is a good, good father. I know that full well. Praise him for it already. Praise him for it already because he's going to do it. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, he thought of you. He had a plan for you. He loves you. No matter what your status is, no matter what background you've come from, no matter, maybe you don't know where you came from. It doesn't matter. It's because I am said so and I am formed you. And I am made you, and I am new you, and he knows you today, and he knows what you need, and he's going to give it to you. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days were ordained for me, were written in your book before one of them came to be. He's already laid it out. He says I've already laid it out. And yesterday I struggled with this. It's like, Lord, I even put it on my body. Faith. It's this faith in Hebrew. As a reminder, yes, Lord, you've already done it, and I'm going to walk in faith. But I needed a reminder yesterday. I'm sobbing, you know, emotional about it. But I needed a reminder, and you're going to need a reminder every day. Claim that promise of that song, Emmanuel, God with us, slow to anger, rich in love, compassionate. I can do this with your help. I can do this. I'm going to have faith only by him, only by him. Walk in that every day. And I just want to encourage all the moms today. You know what? He never asked us to do it all. 
You know, he, Moses didn't know that he had helpers come along the way. He didn't know that Aaron would basically be his rock. He didn't know that Joshua would come along and finish the work. He didn't know that. You have amazing people that God will bring into your life. Allow them to help you. Allow them to speak life over you. Because that's why they're there in that season. Don't do life alone. That's why we have small groups. Get plugged into something. Don't do life alone. One person. You don't have to have a slew of them. (laughs) One person that you can trust and you can do life with. He's going to see you through it. Because he gave all these things to Moses. Even when Moses thought he was completely unqualified. But God said, you know what? I didn't call the qualified. I brought you back to the dirt because I formed you from the dirt. And I'm attracted to that. Because that's what I made. I made you. He calls those so he can qualify them. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And that's exactly what he did for Moses. And I want to encourage that for you today. Stop fighting. Just stop fighting it. And be like Lainey today and say, okay, Mommy, I trust you. Okay, God, I trust you. Okay, God, I'm going to say yes to you today. I am really, really tired. But you only know the true rest comes from the Lord and comes from Him. Put your rest in Him. Put your faith in Him because... The only hope that we can have is because I am said so. Would you bow your heads? Some of you may be thinking, Leah, this is, whew, you've spoken to me today. Step on my toes. Ouch, step off of my toes, please. You are really speaking to me today. And those of you that come for the first time or this is the first time you've ever heard about the Lord, I just want to give this opportunity for you today. I don't know this Jesus. I don't know this whole thing. I'm, I'm, I really want him. I really, I really want this rest. I really want this value and this worth and this I am. Who is this God? I really want this. And we want to help you with that today. And if that's you and you want me to meet him for the first time today, we're going to give you the opportunity to do that. And on the count of three, I'm just going to give you a couple of things. On the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand and say, yes, I want to say yes to Jesus today. And we're going to have people to come to you and pray with you. So one, I admit that you did this for me. Lord, I admit that you died for me. You came on the cross and you died for my sins. And two, I'm going to ask for that forgiveness. I want to ask you to come into my life and be my Savior. And three, I love you. And I just want to love you back. If that's you, raise your hand this morning. I just want to say yes to Jesus for the first time today. Who is that this morning? And some of you, you know, you may be saying, that's me. I'm struggling today. This is a hard Mother's Day for me. It may be a hard Mother's Day for a lot of you. But you may have it all together. Everybody's in a different season. And you think, I just need you to pray over me. I just need someone to pray over me. And I encourage you, go back to our prayer wall. We have people that are pray for you. Come down to this altar and pray. Make this your place of freedom. Where we can pray over you. We can do life with you. We can encourage you. But ultimately, the one that is the, the, the encourager is the Lord. And if that's you today, we just want to pray over you. Say, Lord, Leah, that's me. I need encouragement. I need prayer. I I need to be valued by the one that says I am because he formed me. If that's you this morning, we just lift your hands. We just want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. We want to pray alongside of you. If that's you this morning, say, I need that prayer. 
Thank you so much for being here. Lord, you are amazing. You are awesome. You have called us because I am said so. Thank you that you sent your son. Thank you that he died for us. Thank you that you have a plan. Thank you that we don't have to stay where we are, that you love us enough to move us and to push us and who you want us to be. It may be uncomfortable, but that's okay because, God, it's going to be good, and we have to trust that. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.